Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Yesterday you introduced this week's programmes, Colin. We're talking about the spiritual armour of God and uh, you're basing these talks on, on verses from Ephesians chapter 6 where Paul talks about putting on the armour of God and you explained humorously yesterday that this is not a case of putting it on before we get out of bed in the morning. This all comes from our relationship with God. That's what gives us the protection. So what are these spiritual rulers and authorities that we're up against? Yes, it's very important to understand that um, Paul is saying our, our real enemies are not people. We've got to love people. We've got to love even the people that appear to be our enemies. That's what Jesus says. But other spiritual forces can influence and even control people's lives. And even Christians, even born-again, spirit-filled believers can come under the influence of other spirits. Now, let me explain what I mean. We are to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. And God has given us the Holy Spirit who will guide us into all the truth. Now, he is the spirit of faith. So if we're listening to the Holy Spirit, he will always encourage and build faith within us. If we are not functioning by faith, then we must be under the influence of some other spirit that is not the Holy Spirit. A spirit that is opposed to faith. Well, what would you call that? A spirit of unbelief? You see, if God has given us salvation, and that means that I am totally forgiven, totally accepted, I can stand before God, holy, righteous in his sight, because Jesus is my holiness and righteousness. But if I am, I am giving way to some other thoughts, you're no good, you're useless, you're condemned, where have they come from? They haven't come from the Holy Spirit because they are not in accordance with the truth. So therefore, they have come from some other spirit. And what Paul is saying is these spirits are around everywhere. And they are in league with the principalities and powers, the spiritual forces that are outside this world as we know it, that are in, in the heavenly places, not in heaven itself, but in heavenly places. Now, there's a lot that we don't really understand about that whole hierarchical realm of the spirit. We have to admit that. But what the Holy Spirit has done is given us sufficient understanding to know how we are to resist. Now, what does the devil do? Well, Jesus says he's the accuser of the brethren. So uh, he doesn't need, the devil doesn't need to accuse people outside the church because they're already in condemnation. They're not yet born again. They're not yet saved. So they're living under condemnation. They're living in judgment. But if we, as believers have been set free from condemnation. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What the devil wants to do is to try to bring us back into condemnation. And I hear a lot of Christians quote that scripture, there is therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Why do they keep quoting it? Because they're fighting feelings of condemnation. 
where do those feelings and thoughts of condemnation come from? They don't come from the Holy Spirit. They come from some other spirit, some lying spirit, some deceiving spirit, some spirit that is opposed to the truth. Now, we don't need to be afraid of these spirits because Paul says we have our faith and faith is like a shield that overcomes all these accusations, all these lies, all this deception that the enemy brings against us. What is important, of course, is that we're men and women of the Word of God. So we can discern what is of God and what is not, what is right and what isn't, what has come from the Holy Spirit and what has come from the influence of another spirit. Now, I think a lot of people would say, well, it's not so much being under the influence of another spirit. This is just me. Ah, but wait a minute. If the Spirit of God is living in you, why aren't you listening to the Holy Spirit who will guide you into all the truth, who will keep you walking in what Paul calls the glorious liberty of the sons of God? It's because you've allowed your mind to be filled with other thoughts, uh, other ideas, you might think all you're doing is just trusting to your reason, but who is it that is influencing you to do that? It's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is supernatural, and the reason is natural. So God doesn't want us just to depend upon our reason, because if we depend upon our reason, we'll miss God. So in very, whatever situation we're placed. So very important that we recognize quickly when we're being influenced by spirits other than the Holy Spirit. Yes, and how can you tell the difference? Mm. Everything the Holy Spirit does in you will be positive and, and will encourage your faith, will encourage peace and joy and a sense of well-being. Even if he's warning you of danger, you will know that if you heed that warning, you will be protected from the danger. But everything that these other spirits do make you feel bad. They are disruptive. They are divisive. Not only in your life as a personal believer, but in your relationships with others. You see, the devil does know the scriptures. Remember, he quoted them to Jesus when he was being tempted in the wilderness. So the devil does know that where there is unity, God will command the blessing. So what does he want to do? He wants to create disunity, disharmony, division between Christians, not just between different denominations, but between Christians in a congregation so that those people will not move ahead in unity in the will and the purposes of God. So what we are to do, and this is what Paul is talking about, is we're to resist all these negatives as they try to influence us personally. But then corporately in the body of Christ, we are also to resist the negative influence of all these spirits that are actually opposed to the spirit of truth. They are the, the accusing spirits, the lying spirits, the deceiving spirits, the unclean spirits. How is it that even Christians can lose their way with God and get into pornography, for example, because they have allowed unclean spirits to influence them. And if that happens to one Christian, does that affect the whole body? Well, it can influence the other people around you, not necessarily the whole body, 
But it's going to have a knock-on effect because if you are not really walking with God and in the freedom of God's life, then you are not going to be the witness that God wants you to be, and the rivers of living water are not going to be flowing out of you so that you bless those who are around you, again, in the way that God intends. What if there's a substantial group in a church who do have this negativity about them? Well, that's where rebellion comes in, division comes in, factions come in, church splits take place. So that can scupper everything, really. Yes, and, and all that, you see, is the result of these divisive spirits. But the people that come under the influence don't realize that. They say, no, we're right, and everybody else is wrong. We are defending the truth. We are the ones who are listening to the Spirit, but the Spirit is never divisive in that way. What the Spirit does is to divide for us soul and spirit. That means the Spirit shows us what is of self, that can be influenced by all these alien spirits, and what is of God because we're being influenced and led by the Holy Spirit. So it's very important that we recognize and use the gift of the Spirit that Paul calls the discerning of spirits. So <clears throat> what, we, what we mustn't do is get all worried about this and say, oh, what spirits are influencing me because you've got the shield of faith with which we can quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. And how does the devil operate? Mostly through the thoughts. He plants the negative thought. You're going to be sick. You're going to fail. You're no good. You're useless. You won't be able to do it. Uh, you see, all that... It hasn't come from you because you don't want to feel like that. You don't want to say that about yourself. You actually want to be encouraged. You want to be built up. You want to be uh, strengthened in your faith. So those thoughts haven't come from you, but these are the insidious negative influence, uh, the, the insidious negative influence of of. Well, we say the devil, but of course, it, it, what it means is those powers, those principalities and powers that are subject to the devil. It's just a, a fiddling it's little demon, It's not from God, actually. in other words. No, no, but it's not the devil himself. It's just some, you know, one of his demons having a go at you. But you can, you can have your shield of faith. And in the other hand, you've got the sword of the Spirit. So when I'm teaching our, our students in college, I say, this is wonderful because you've got the shield of faith to stand against all those negative thoughts, and then you've got the sword of the Spirit to lop the heads of the demons off that have actually come. <laughs> so I said it's very good to have a demon-lopping session <laughs> because demons are, are um, you know, nasty. They are nasty in the effect that they have on people. So don't just sort of, I rebuke them and let those demons go somewhere else. Kill them off. Lop their heads off. Take the sword of the Spirit and just command them to be slain and to go to hell where they belong. You don't want to just divert them from yourself onto somebody else. So, you know, they, they quite enjoy demon-lopping sessions. <laughs> You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 